And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, August 7th. Uh, and th- this might have been the longest we've stent- spent putting a show together of the offseason so far. And there's like, there's actually a decent amount of news. Like now that we put it all together, like we, we scrapped enough together and that we have a pretty long um, slate of stuff. But it was like, it's yeah. no longer you just pick from a quote or you pick from a trades article or anything. It, We're going to we be fully... nasty when the, when there's actual stuff. We're yeah. going to be so good at doing shows. <laughs> you guys are going to be in heaven. We We're got all eight. kinds of stuff today. We got Blake Griffin for you. We have uh, drama with the NBA streaming rights. Uh, mm-hmm. Wick talk to the media. All mm-hmm. kind, Ratless. All kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Just, and just imagine what's going to happen during the season when there's actual basketball to talk about, too, right? We haven't talked about actual basketball in months. <laughs> no. Well, we did that Pritchard video that people said was clickbait. <laughs> We did. Yeah, I guess that was basketball. This is true. People didn't like that. You watched it, though. So, <laughs> chokes on you. <laughs> you put your no, people, up. people liked it. It was split. No, there no. was like one guy that said clickbait. Yeah, he, that's probably how many guy. likes did it get? A lot. Decent amount. Flex? Yeah. I wonder yeah, what the. Don't worry uh, about it. it well, I look at the like ratio more than the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the like um, oh. total, right? Because you got to look at the percentage because that'll tell you how many people disliked it. Uh, that's the key there. Pritchard had. 93% likes, which is yeah, not bad. Everybody loved it. Not bad they at all. They thought, wow, this rules. Yeah, and it got 68 likes. So uh jokes on you. You guys, you guys I will say this. A lot of people are fans of Pritchard. Like everybody in the comments yeah. seems to think that Pritchard is like the answer. He's going to be a point guard of the future for the Celtics. He's their best pure point guard. I've seen people say, like, the fan base has high praise for Pritchard. So mm-hmm. If he has any doubts about being here long term, just look in the YouTube comments. Yeah, very true. But um, we can kick it off. Let's start with Blake Griffin. You already mentioned it. It's the title of the show. Let's start with Blake. It's not the top of our show sheet, but I feel like it's the most topical thing we have. Uh, there's an update from Mark Stein of the Stein line, longtime NBA insider, obviously, uh, about Blake Griffin. Uh, and this is what he wrote. The Celtics league sources say have interest in re-signing Blake Griffin. Let's less clear is Griffin's stance at 34 and returning to Boston for a 15th NBA season. Griffin signed with the Celtics in early October after training camp had already begun and appeared in just one playoff game after playing in 41 regular season games. Obviously what Mark Stein didn't write about, not like because he didn't write about it, but what's not mentioned here, Blake Griffin was the ultimate vibes guy for the Celtics last season. He was, you know, one of the best teammates. Everyone spoke very highly of him. He got along well with, uh, you know, the, the people behind the scenes. I remember Jay King, I believe it was, wrote an article about him. Uh, and the bus one boys. Uh, I know it was the athletic. I can't remember if it was Jay King or, or Jared West. So apologies there, but l- lots of stuff coming out from last season about how Blake Griffin was one of the best behind the scenes characters in Boston, which was kind of a surprise, not something I predicted. Um, and on top of that, he played pretty well when he got the chance. He was kind of like their third string starter when one of the two bigs w- was out or both of them, I should say were out Horford and Rob uh, that being, those guys. Uh, and it would make sense for them to bring him in this year. They have Kristaps Porzingis now. They have Rob. They have Al. But behind that, they just have Cornette. And you, if you can bring, bring Blake in to play 10 minutes a night and spot minutes too, uh, that's a win. But I do question, Sam, Mark Stein saying less clear is Blake Griffin's stance on returning to Boston for a 15th season. Do you read that as Blake Griffin might not want to play in the NBA next year or Blake Griffin might not want to play for the Celtics next year? Well, Bobby had it last time we discussed this that his family's on the west coast yes so the consensus seems to be that blake griffin is deciding whether or not he wants to be away from his family for another season 
Now that very yeah. well could mean he just wants to play in the West Coast, which I suppose there are options. Like the Lakers still have a, a roster spot. I don't know what the yeah. Clippers do, but but there are options for that. Like Golden State probably would take him mm. if they have room. He could retire, I guess. He probably doesn't need the money, but I'm yes, sure he'd like clearly. to try and win a championship. That's why he joined the Celtics last year. He played for the Nets the year before. He's definitely interested in being on a competitive team and giving them solid minutes. Even in the playoffs last year, he didn't play much, only played in that one game. But in the regular season, when he got the chance, he was solid. He was reliable. He had a game against the 76ers where nobody was playing except for him in Tatum, and he made five threes to help down Philly. It was pretty awesome. Every time he was called upon, he gave his all. He went out there, put up numbers when he started. He was solid. Like, what do you have? Eight points, five rebounds, I want to say, in starts around that. And his percentages yeah. were good shooting-wise. The only real glaring issue with Blake Griffin is he's just not quick enough to keep up with guys off the pick and roll, which mm-hmm. was a playoff issue that you saw with Horford. So you really saw Blake Griffin get exposed on that first West Coast trip when they got killed by Golden State on national TV when the Celtics were just running through teams at the beginning of the season and they actually looked human. And then the next game in LA against the Clippers, he wasn't that great either. But overall, I would like to have him, have him back. It sounds like the team would like to have him back. The question is just whether or not he wants to be away from his family, which is exhausting. Almost as exhausting as having your internet shit the bed. Yeah, you won't see the edit on the video or on the audio, but Sam I slammed my desk so hard that it took me an extra minute to reconnect my <laughs> camera and mic. Problems, problems. But no, Blake Griffin, we've talked about it extensively. I'd love to see Blake Griffin back at Boston. Uh, you mentioned it briefly. Blake Griffin started 16 games for the Celtics this past season. He hit the numbers on the head. 8.1 points, 5.3 rebounds, 1.9 assists, shot 52.2% from the field and 38.8% from deep. He was just objectively good. As a starter, he was solid. He he did the job. He he filled in nicely uh, for when the Celtics needed him to. There's no real reason not to bring him back. It really just depends on what he wants. Now, you mentioned Blake Griffin. You know, maybe he wants to ring Chase, right? Maybe he wants a ring, right? Which is fair. That's what a lot of people want. A lot of veterans want at the end of their career. I ask you, and you can mock it and say, oh, they've fallen short the past two seasons. With how even the NBA is, if you're going to ring Chase what where like it's not like you could find a much better place than boston right you could say oh the nuggets have a better chance sure you could argue the bucks have a better chance sure but at that point is the margin big enough between those teams that you'd rather go there than just return to the place where you just had a good year you know what i'm saying like no it's not i think he makes the most sense to come back to the celtics he's already established here he has relationships with the players in the team the team for the most part was very good last year they had their lapses they were terrible in the playoffs just in comparison to what they did for the rest of the season. Uh, But they are set up to be the second most favorable team to win the title besides Denver. They're up there. They're in that top tier for sure. I think so. I think it, as much as I think they should be ranked higher than the Bucs, I think you have to put Denver, Milwaukee, Boston, and then probably Phoenix. And then Golden State and Miami can be on the fringe, especially with the Dame thing. But even without it, like they, they've shown that they show up in the playoffs regardless. So I think it's disrespectful not to throw them in there. <clears throat> so I think there are genuinely we don't have to talk about it this way, but like those six teams, Denver, Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Golden State, Miami. I think you look at it as any of these teams could win the championship. If I had to pick one, I'd probably pick from that six. <clears throat> That's not to say a team like Memphis can't take a huge step or, or, or Philly can take it. You know what I'm saying? Like there are other good teams that are up there. 
I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, or Cleveland, if you want to give another East team some credit. Like that's not to say those teams can't take I a step. No respect for Cleveland after what I saw in the playoffs. <laughs> but my point is, those are the six teams I look at as probably the title favorites. And if you're Blake Griffin, maybe it's okay. I want to go to California to be closer to my family. But if ring chasing is the only thing you're worried about, you'd be hard pressed to find a team significantly better than Boston. I'm not saying Boston is the favorite to win the title, but if realistically you're choosing a favorite, you're not going to sit down and like, you can't just pick the the winner. Like that's not how it works. And so uh, I I think Boston makes sense for him. I'd love him back. I question how much, how many minutes he'd actually get. He'd probably play a lot less than last year, especially with Porzingis in town. Um, But for a vibes guy, especially now that you've waived Justin Champagne and you can not only sign Blake Griffin, but also sign another player. It makes too much sense, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. Back. I, I haven't even really given much thought to the Porzingis squashes any role that Blake Griffin would have had. But mm. for those of you that are very concerned about Porzingis' injury history, not that Blake Griffin is a replacement, but he's another <laughs> body you can throw in there that will at mm. least try hard and be serviceable and has good experience in the league where he understands what winning basketball is, what you have to do to make the team work as a well-oiled machine, Right. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for him to stick around. I think he's going to have less minutes now that you mention it, but there's still potential that he has to fill in. Agree. Agree. I like Blake Griffin back in Boston. I'd be a, I'd be a fan. But the next thing we do have is an interview. Uh, Wick Rospect did, obviously the owner of the Celtics, with the Adam show. Himmelsbach in the Boston. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine we get Wick on the show. Uh, we have to pull some serious strings. I think our friend uh, Timmy, Timmy G, G spoke with that. Wick at some point. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to pull our own strings, but. Luke Rosbeck sat down with Adam Himmelsbach and the Boston Globe and talked about a lot of stuff. We, we're not going to run through the entire interview because it was long, but if you do want to read it, go over to the Boston Globe, check it out. It's all there. Uh, we buy do the have paywall. some some top bullet points yeah, by the paywall. Look, look, there's plenty of aggregation stuff you can find, but we're going to talk about the top bullet points. We'll break them down. We'll say one. We'll break it down. And that's how we'll go about things. But the first thing that popped up in the interview is significant that we deem significant, at least you go form your own opinions or whatever. Um, Wick was asked about the last two years. He talked about how he lumps them together and they fell up short. They came up short, I should say, of their ultimate goals. Um, but the the bullet point that most people are picking out and aggregating is we, we being Wick, Brad, and Joe, agreed not to bring back the same exact team again, but to be open to changing the mix and bringing in additional talent. And the result of that so far this offseason has been Kristaps Porzingis coming in and really adding, hopefully, a lot to our lineup. The idea of bringing another talented big popped up early in the conversation, and we wanted to, oh. and we ended up executing that idea. Um, those were two separate quotes, but the first one being they agreed to switch it up and Porzingis is going to help. The other one being the idea of bringing in a talented big popped up. So it's clear they had their eyes on seriously shaking up this team, which is something we questioned heading into the summer. But uh, apparently all along, they were like, yeah, we probably want to we want to change things up. I wonder if they always thought it was going to be Porzingis then, because if they had yeah. another talent or it, it doesn't mean that they were looking at somebody else. But in general, they wanted to add a big guy. They really do understand the value, and they're concerned about who's going to be the guy after Horford ages out. That's what this says to me. Correct? Potentially. I see it more as, if you really sit down and think about it, their big rotation was kind of shaky last year because you weren't sure who was going to be on the court when. And so... I don't know if this. Ne- I think it definitely has to do with the the Horford thing because he's just getting older, and maybe they saw that in the playoffs because he wasn't as good, uh, even outside of his his cold shooting. Like that's just something that happens. But like he just wasn't as quick on defense. The explosion wasn't there. Whatever. So I think that's part of it. But at the same time, 
I think if there was a place where the Celtics were going to improve this summer, it was just very clearly the big man position because their guard position was solid. Their wing position was solid with the two J's. You probably needed an extra big man, and that's what happened. I, I don't know who else it could have been, though. Like, what other pigs were on the market? Like, Embiid? No, that didn't seem very likely. Aiton? Mm. Eh, didn't love that. Maybe. Porzingis seems perfect. He's somebody I brought up, we brought up before the trade even happened. So I'm very happy. Yeah, you were in on that with really, move. really early. I wonder who else there could have been. Miles Turner? Maybe. Some, somebody they kicked how... around? Yeah, I don't know how interested the... Siakam, does he count? Probably. He probably counts, Here's but he's more of a right here. he's more of a forward. No, no. He's more of a forward than a big, I'd argue. It was probably Porzingis for the most part. There's really a cat. Like, would they have considered Carl Anthony Towns? Well, maybe. That that might be it, too. I think Porzingis was probably the best option on the market, though. I'd rather have Porzingis on the Celtics than Cat. Does that make me crazy? Draymond. Who would you rather have on the Celtics? Cat or Porzingis? Probably Porzingis. It's this the defense, in my opinion. Well, I think it's more of the mindset where, I mean, we'll get to it in a minute. But, I mean, you have Cat on the other hand saying, I changed the game. This is true. When he's won, what, three playoff, two playoff games? Yeah, not great. Not great. Uh, but yeah, it's it sounds like they wanted to shake things up, which is interesting because it's something, like I said, we didn't really know what their plan was. And uh, I don't know. There's that. But um, apparently another thing Wick said, this is a quote uh, about Porzingis, but he's about the team, his teammates and the banner. He chose us. There were other people I hear that wanted him and he chose us. He wants to be here and he wants to win a ring. Obviously, earlier this summer, we heard about the Jazz and how they were interested in Porzingis. But everything you've heard about him is he wanted to be in Boston and that's what happened. So that's, that's always a good thing when the guy wants to be here. Yep. I agree. I think adding in Porzingis is just a good thing, especially if he wants to be here. When you go back and you look at the big three, when they came together in 2008, a lot of the talk around that coming together is okay. All of these guys were stars in their own right. They got theirs. They got their numbers, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why it worked right away, I mean, just look at other teams that come together super team-wise. It, it doesn't always work right away. It was because they all just bought into the idea of just do what you can, play as a team, and win games. Who cares who has 30? It doesn't matter. And I think if you have Porzingis coming into the Celtics with that mentality, it's such an added bonus, especially since he signed an extension, right? He has no reason to go That's out there him. and try and prove it in a contract year. He's signed. He's gotten paid and I guess rewarded for this mindset without even stepping on the floor yet, which you can complain about if you'd like, because, oh, what if he hurts himself? But at the same time, it's good that he's coming in with that mindset because Tatum and Brown are going to be the guys. He's going to be a supplementary piece that can be primary at some points, which is another great bonus the Celtics get. They can change up their offensive scheme if the threes aren't going in throw it to the elbow, throw it to the low post, which I believe somebody said is going to be their plan when Tatum's tuckered out with him. I think Joe talked about that. Am I crazy? Okay. It might have been Joe. I, I'm not sure. I think don't it was him that, too, but... but I don't remember where I saw it. So I'm not, I'm not sure either. I'm not sure either, but no, I, I'm excited for it. How many points do you think Porzingis averages this season? Does he get to 20? I, I think, think 17 is the number. I think he gets to 20. Well, I think they might be at their best if he's only at 17 because that means they don't need that much out of him. It also means that he doesn't have a massive amount of burden on his body. 
right? I think he'll only average around 17, 18 when they're all healthy. But you have to remember, like Tatum's going to miss 10 or so games. Brown's going to miss X amount of games. Like, and I'll probably score more in those games. So I think it'll round up to around 20. Just like okay. when they had, didn't they have four 20 point scores a couple years ago or close to it when there was Hayward and, Port- and, and <clears throat> excuse me, Kemba also on the team? I think oh, they were really close to having four 20 point scores. Granted, Tatum didn't average 30 that year. But you know what I'm saying? Like they have had both the Jays on the team and lots of 20 point scores like I, i'll put up here they had sorry only three they had tatum at 23 kemba at 20 jalen at 20 in the 1920 season um excuse me so it's possible but it, it is probably unlikely that porzingis gets to the 20 mark if they do have uh, tatum averaging up around uh 39 i also don't think it's crazy to say like tatum's probably not gonna average 30 again he shouldn't average 30 again with porzingis in town i think like jalen brown this- very long ago, I the Celtics are yeah. not at their best if they have to have somebody average thirty. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Yeah, yeah, I see it. I can see you it. go? Can we go through? This is a caveat in a, in a definitely a tangent. Hit me. But let's let's take a look at the last couple title teams and just like see how often they need a guy to average. Let's say like twenty. Like Celtics title teams or no, NBA title teams? like NBA. Okay, so Nuggets this year. Nuggets basketball reference. Are we looking at regular season or playoffs? Regular season. Nuggets regular season. Uh, this year, Jokic averaged. He might have gotten close to 30. I don't think he got there, but he, he was definitely close. All right, what are we doing here? Oh, sorry. I was looking at 23-24 season. Uh, Jokic averaged 24.5 points this year. Pretty low. They had 24.5. They had Jamal at 20. They had MPJ at 17. Gordon at 16. None of them cracked 70 games. So nice and rounded out, but the uh, games played does play a factor to that. Like you said, yes, yes, ex- exactly. Of course. And then golden state last year, uh, Curry definitely here. didn't do that. Didn't no, he, was, he was at 25 and a half Thompson at 20 pool at 18 Wiggins at 17. And then nobody else cracked double digits to the regular season. So there's that. Who was it the year prior? The bucks, right? Yep. I wonder if Giannis was at 30. Giannis, Giannis was at 28.1. Middleton at 20. He's the highest Drew, of the bunch. Mm-hmm, Drew at 17. Brooke Lopez at 12. And then they had two others over double digits in Portis and DiVincenzo. And, and then, then the it year was... before LeBron was at 25. Because I just looked for you. Okay. Yeah. Oddly enough, oh. they have LeBron listed as center for the 22 season. That's very weird. That is very odd. And then it's I wonder how many Kawhi averaged. What what Kawhi averaged? 26. I wouldn't be shocked if Kawhi had to average all the points. 26.6, but in the playoffs, he averaged 30. So, yeah, there's that. And then I know what you mean. The Warriors teams. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there doesn't have to be the one guy spearheading everything usually. Kawhi is an when exception. Is, when is the last time a team won a title with a team winning thir- averaging with a player averaging 30? Well, it's kind of what the point of this was. I know, but like I, I we've looked at the past few to prove the point that like you don't need it. But I'm asking, when was the last guy that did it? One of the Kobe teams, maybe. Mm. But then scoring was down then, so I don't know. True. True. Let me look at Kobe's. Probably the best answer you have. I imagine the last team to make the like when's the last team to make a finals with somebody averaging thirty. That might have been AI. Two thousand ten. He had twenty seven. Twenty seven the year before when they won. And then he had 0203. I don't think they won that year. The Spurs won. Yeah, he had they did. 30 the closest, that season. The closest was 28 and a half in 2001. Yeah. That's what he averaged. It's not a so common yeah, thing. 
No, not at all. So I don't know. I, I understand that. I don't. I don't think Tatum averaging thirty like necessarily hurt the Celtics, but I do get the argument of you don't need that to win a title, and it's probably better to play team basketball. That's not again. It's not a knock on Tatum. It was more like a tangent, like Sam was talking about. Um, but the next thing is something that a lot of Celtics fans have harped on. Wick talked about Joe Missoula. He said, if Joe had done a poor job, I would have thought about replacing him, but he did a very good job. He took us within one game of the best record in the league and then one game of being in the finals as a rookie coach. So I'm comfortable and happy to have Joe as a head coach. I also think the important context to add here, Joe was thrown in a ridiculous situation. He was far from perfect. We've talked about it plenty. Joe was not perfect. There were plenty of flaws. There were plenty of things we criticized him for. Joe also lost like the best assistants on the staff and also was one of the best assistants on Udoka's staff. Like, and he was the head coach, right? So they lost Will Hardy, didn't really replace Will Hardy. And then halfway through the season, they lost Damon Stoudemire. And then effectively they lost Joe Missoula because he got elevated. So that's three assistants from the year prior as assistant staff gone. And Joe as the head coach with the two top assistants, not there anymore. And I'm not saying that Ben Sullivan or any of these guys deserve blame, but they jumped ship as soon as they could. Like they left for Ime Odoka immediately after is as the first time they got the chance. So you can't convince me that Ben Sullivan and them weren't like in the back of their heads. Like, oh, I want to go work for Ime again. You know what I'm saying? So now well, that he's gotten the chance again, it's not a knock on them, but you don't think it's like something to talk about that. They immediately left as soon as they could. So I think you give Joe another year to grow with the team. I think that's the most important thing. Just having a whole season to grow with the team, a full off season to grow. And also Sam Cassell and Charles Lee and a new assistant coaching like staff. I, I truly believe Joe will be like, you'll see a noticeable difference in his coaching style and the way he coaches next year, uh, at least in terms of the timeouts, the rotations. Like, I think you'll see a significant improvement. I don't think that the assistants being on the team at the time were like, I can't wait to leave. Like I, as they're like fighting for a spot in the NBA finals, I just don't think that's what's going on in their heads. But at the same time, yeah. I do think there's tremendous value in the new staff coming in, the experience on the new staff, the players that the uh, new staff has had to coach in mm -hmm. the past, the experience that Sam Cassell is as a player, as a championship winner in the NBA. I think all of that's important. I think it's going to help Missoula, especially as he continues to learn. I agree that it's important for him to have some sort of experience under his belt and it's also important for the team to have consistency at the helm. Had they fired Missoula, that would have been four coaches in four seasons that they would have That's had to bad. play under. That's, That's not what you want to be doing when you have two budding stars entering the prime of their career when you're just also, around losing opportunities. How crazy is it that they've had four coaches? Let's let's add the prior year of Brad Stevens too. They've had three coaches in three four years. years. Count Four. Well, don't even count this count, upcoming year. I know, but I want to count Brad okay. Stevens year prior, and all three made the Eastern Conference Finals. That should tell you something, right? As, At some as point, much as, they did. I mean, the the last Stevens year was not good. That's why I'm saying three coaches in four years because I want to okay, yes, Brad Stevens yes. here. So I understand now. you can at the same time. This is an argument we, we've made. You can't blame the coaches for a lot of the inconsistencies because the players have been the consistent thing. But at the same time, like. Imagine you give these players a consistent head coach and how good they could be, right? Like they've they're Correct. that good enough to carry themselves to the Eastern Conference Finals with inconsistent coaches in terms of like I'm not saying the coaches themselves are inconsistent, but like the person leading them hasn't been the same. 
I think just growing Joe Missoula as a head coach, letting him develop, letting him learn on the fly. Like as much as last year, you can't call it a, oh, it's just a development year for Joe Missoula because this team is no longer in the stage where they can afford to have development years because they're a title team. Um, that's kind of what it was. Like that this was like, as much as it was also like win a championship or bust year, it was also Joe Missoula's first season as a head coach with absolutely zero preparation. So I give him credit for that. And and I understand why the Celtics are backing him. And I'm excited to see how he improves next year. So I think that's a good thing. Um, another thing Wick talked about. Adam Himmelsbach brought up the idea of, you know, the Bucks sold. I think it was the Bucks who sold their team. I know the Hornets sold their team as well. Uh, and so there, there has been a lot of uh, sales going around in the NBA lately. Yep. Mark Lassery sold a stake for the Bucks for $3.5 billion. Michael Jordan sold a share of the Hornets for $3 billion. Do you ever think about your long-term future owning this franchise? And Wick's response, no thought of selling the team. I did this for, for love and for Celtic pride, not for any price tags, period. Good. Sounds good to me. That's Barring a good one message thing, from ownership. Phenomenal message from ownership. But please don't turn into John Henry. That's all I ask. Just pay. Pay your guys and I won't complain. If, I if uh, agree with that. And if you, <laughs> so far, he has paid. He paid Jalen so Brown. So far, he has. I could imagine if John Henry is in charge of the team, they might not. Mm-hmm. Just, just to more of your point, like they could be like, well, you know, do we really want to spend that money on him? Like, blah, blah, blah. Some Mookie of the Betts. comments that we Sander heard Bogarts. from other fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Jalen would have spent the next Mookie, uh, which sucks. And the only like, not jab, but you could say like, okay, then why didn't you pay Grant Williams? I get that. I suppose it's on a much more minor scale. Like I'm not even saying that as like, you should have kept great Williams. I'm just saying that as like more of you look at the CBA that's coming in and you wonder, is it Wick not wanting to pay those extra taxes and the extra issues? Or is it just the team worrying about team building? I think it's the, the latter. I think it's just the Celtics realizing like if we want to continue to build out this team and field a successful roster, we probably can't afford to have that much money in the payroll, not from a, and I don't think it was from a Wick not wanting to shell out the dough perspective. Does that make sense? Like, I think it was a CBA move, not a, a Wick move. In, in I agree Williams with that too, case. but we've said it when we talked about the Grant thing. That's a free cap slot that they just, like, blew up. Also true. They could have had, like, a $13 million slot on their team, let them walk. I just don't see why they wouldn't do that. Fair, yeah. Because even then, if you're setting the new CBA, mm-hmm. you have more room to work with your roster. Mm-hmm. Unless they're really planning on being deep in it, which would make sense. As these extensions kick in and the years go down the line, they don't want to get penalized too quickly for having consecutive years in the second apron. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then the last thing that Wick talked about, and we're going to turn this into a larger discussion here, so I'm going to change the timestamps. He talked about Jason Tatum and Dylan Brown. And his quote was pretty, pretty standard, what you expect from ownership. Uh, he said, they're the best two people I can imagine building a team around. We've had them since the beginning. We've been very lucky to have them here for the whole careers and we're building a team around them. But you add the next eight guys to the list. You take our top 10 and we've got a really good team. The focus naturally on those two because they're NBA players and all-stars, but I like the whole roster. And that got me thinking, are the Jays the best duo in the NBA? One. And two, are they the best duo in the NBA in terms of for the future because i think those are two different questions right okay yeah yeah so i figured we'd go through and we can rank the best duos in the nba and i don't think it'll take us too long there's 30 teams but some of them are going to be as easy as you put them down the list and we'll do a rough ranking uh, and we'll place the jays in that list what perspective do you want to take because i don't want to rank teams twice do you want to do one season to win a championship or do you want to do the future or do you want to 
compile it as a whole and like just add do it together. as a whole okay okay in that case let me let me pull up my uh google doc so i can rank this here and we'll put we'll start tatum and brown at one uh okay. just because they're the first one on the list and then we'll we'll say like i'll bring up another one we can say if they go above or below then we can we can rank that way uh and i'm just gonna go in order here uh with the nba standings and the bucks finish sure. first in the conference so we'll do the bucks who do you count as their star duo because i think that's the first question to me, it's Giannis and Middleton, just because that's what's been there the longest. But Drew Holiday made the All Star their... team next year. I mean, next year, last year. I think he's their second best player now. If that, I think, I think he's that's fair. Middleton. So either way, count, who do you think is better duo? Do Drew because he's got the recognition lately. Okay, he was on the All Star team. Middleton was not, and Middleton also has not been healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the better duo between those two and the Jays? I think it's close. It has to be the Celtics right now, only because the Celtics have been more successful. Okay. In, ha- since since they won the title, since they won the title, they won the head to head. I was gonna say, Taylor and Brown went head to head with Drew and Giannis. Right? Wasn't yeah. like Middleton when they didn't have him. Drew. Was I I think it's tough. I think they're very close in terms of talent right now. I think Giannis is better than Tatum, but I think Jalen's yes. better than Drew, but I also think both are very close. Like, I don't think Tatum is worlds worse than Giannis, and I don't think Drew is worlds worse than Jalen. Um, well, also, the wrinkle into this is that the Celtics have played Milwaukee really well, even outside of the playoffs, yeah. so that's where it goes into it for me. I also think the reason I'd probably lean lower is since it's so close right now, you got to take into the length into perspective. And I, the Celtics are younger. Like that's just, yes, right? they're just younger. I mean, Drew Holiday is old. He's not getting he's any better. No, he's 30. So uh, he's I'm happy. 30? He's like 34. Yeah. Oh, what? You're he crazy. was drafted in like 2009. Oh my God. He's 33. Wow. I didn't realize that. I thought he was 30. Oh, yeah. Okay. Somebody yeah. hasn't been playing my NBA. Yeah, clearly. How old Giannis? Giannis is 28. Yeah, the age really sells it. Well, Giannis, um, 28 is fine. It's more about yeah, the holiday I, thing being like, wow, he's older than I just thought. always think of Giannis as like 26. I don't know why. Like, he's just... He's been in the league head. for 10 years. I know. It's crazy. Uh, I'll put the Celtics above, although that's really close. Those two will probably end up being towards the top of the list. Uh, and the Sixers. Do one include Harden? Embiid and Harden? Or do you want to do Embiid and Maxi? Because Harden is... Embiid and Harden. Embiid and Harden. Uh, immediately uh, on the list immediately never made it past the second round people are gonna be mad at that but uh success sorry <laughs> yeah like if we're doing best duos and best to build around harden's inconsistent in the playoffs and beads inconsistent in the Isn't playoffs the worst Embiid, player out of, out of the stars there i'd say so but people are gonna get yeah. mad at that and say we're celtics biased but i'd say tatum's better than him oh He's never beaten Tatum, so. Yeah, exactly. If you really want to do head-to-head, there you go. Tatum doesn't have an uh, MVP. Well, if Tatum could put together a whole season, uh, he'd have an MVP. This is true. Tatum always has issue. to have one month in the season where he sucks. Uh, Cavs, who's their duo? Is it Garland and Mitchell? Has to be. Right now, yes. Because be Mobley's coming, but not yet. Because he sucked in the playoffs. and he has They're no probably last. They're probably last. Out of that as bunch, they are absolutely last. Okay. Good, good. It's easy so far. It's easy somewhere. We'll, we'll get into the. Uh, it's only the, getting the harder ones later. until we get to the West. Exactly. Uh, the Knicks, Brunson and Randall. Worst. Worst. Randall They did beat the Cavs, though. <laughs> Randall is far and away the worst player on this list. Yes. I agree. I agree. Uh, Nets, Mikhail Bridges and Claxton or Johnson? Worst. 
I know, but like, who is it? Take your pick. We'll do Bridges and Johnson. We'll do Claxton. We'll do Claxton. This is. Why don't we call this like the NBA Jam section? <laughs> I'll label it that. This is the NBA Jam. Yeah. yeah. No, it's Bridges and Johnson. It's Bridges and NBA Johnson. Jam <laughs> rankings. Sure. It's not. We're not titling that though, because that's not good for SEO. Uh, <laughs> we got to get the title in there. Uh, Hawks, Trey Young, and Dejounte. Okay, so that's better than Brooklyn's. Is it better than the Knicks though? I'd say so. Yeah, because I think bad. they, I think the Knicks have a better team, but I think the Hawks have their duo. Better. I don't. Top, it's not better than. I don't think they. The they don't dwarf Cleveland. No. Okay, so they're fifth right now. Obviously, we're just in the East right now. Uh, Jimmy and Bam. They fourth? are above Atlanta. Third. Are they below Cleveland? Cleveland? Above Cleveland or below? Above. I'd say above. They made two finals. I'd they say might they be did. above Philly. Are they above Philly? Hmm. That's tough. Talent-wise, I talent wise i don't think so but the success is hard to argue with these are our yeah, rankings put them people above can philly just get mad piss people yeah, off why not why not let's get people mad i i think philly is obviously more talented but like how are you going to argue with the success they philly has two guys philly that would have been ago. mvps in their career and we're just shitting on them. <laughs> earn well, my respect call us bias and look at the title of the podcast you know put the put the square uh block in the square hole do some math here come on uh raptor or sorry bulls DeRozan, levine worst no better probably than, better than brooklyn better than brunson randall not as good of a team but are they better this is really hard yeah uh, this is where we probably yes okay not as good as trade as i don't think correct that's close though i feel like i'm disrespecting brunson but it's truly not about brunson it's about Julius listen randall. man if you're trying to swim with an anchor you're gonna drown <laughs> That might be the best thing you said on the show ever. That might be that might be tough. I don't think it was. I've had some singers. I've never I've never heard that. That was good. Uh, Siakam, Scotty Barnes, because Freddie's gone. Better than Brooklyn. I'd say worse than the Knicks. It's yeah, probably game. worse than the rest, especially because Scotty had a down year. Mm-hmm. I think he could be better, but uh, not great right now. All right, uh, Halliburton, Turner, probably. I'd say Turner. Albert Turner better player. than the Nets. Agree. Better than the Raptors? Yes. Okay. Turner's coming off a career year. Yes. Not better than the Bulls or Knicks, though, I don't think. I think they're better than Chicago. At the very we least. Have, we have Chicago above New York right now. Better than both. Really? Hal Burton's a dog, and Miles Turner's coming off a career year. I know he is, but Turner's not better than Randall or DeRozan. I mean, Randall's not very good. I don't think he's better than both. I'll give you above Knicks, but I don't think I, I don't think you should put them above the Bulls. That's two All Stars, realistically. I guess. Sure. Yeah. You know, fuck it. Put, put them below the Knicks. It's fine. No, I'll put them above. Mm, yeah, I, I don't think so. I you're think, either I all think, in here or not. Yeah, I think you, I put them below. Those both. two teams Only, are too close to sandwich them in between. I think behind, or excuse me, after next year, they'll be above both by like a pretty fair margin but Halliburton is like Miles Turner has thrived so well next to Halliburton yeah it makes him that much more effective which makes you question what happens if the Celtics had traded for him years ago when it was rumored because he would have had that much kind of space opportunity 
alongside Tatum. Just look at Al Horford. It's true. 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 I think they'll be above both those teams next year, but just not right now. Um, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Is that is that what we're rocking with? <laughs> Are they better than the Nets? They might be. Just as two players, they might be. This feels like we're disrespecting Mikael. We're Bridges, not again. Just like again, if you're trying yeah. to swim with the anchor, you're drowning. Cam Johnson Miles Bridges being the anchor here. Yeah, like they neither one of him or Claxton is the second guy. No. Yeah, I'm happy putting him above. I think they're still below Siakam. That's Barnes, as high but... as they get, though. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna piss some people off with this. This is fun. <laughs> people can get mad at us in the comments. Uh, we might even push the rest of the Celtic stuff we had for next time. I mean, this is gonna take us a minute here. Uh, well, some of it's newsy. We'll do some of it quick. Uh, Bankero Franz. Better than the Nets. Better than the Wizards, probably. Better than the Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Worse than the Raptors. Worse than the Raptors. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, if we're counting year from both of them before they jump an All NBA guy in Siakam. Agree. I question mm, better future than the Raptors. Those two. correct, but not not better right now, and that's not enough to leap them over. Lamelo and Miles Bridges, since he's back, are we including him again? Or are we doing Rozier? What are we doing here <clears throat> for Charlotte? Are we including like I, I Lamelo? Obviously, is fine. It's just like. Miles Bridges is probably the second best player on that team, but I don't know if you want to include him because he missed last year or Rozier. Who, who's the Hornets duo? Did you is hear me Bridges? say Brandon Miller? No, Brandon Miller. See it. You froze for a sec. So I, I yeah, I know I oh. did. Uh, it, I think Bridges is probably better than Brandon Miller though. No, I don't know. He hasn't played in a year. It's, it's tough to say. <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll do, do you want to do fine? You want to use Miller then? Charlotte's the worst. Worse than Bridges and Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Should we just do Lamello question mark? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who else. That. I don't know who else. And then I mean, the Brandon last could be a fine player, but right yeah. now we don't know yet. No. And he uh, didn't look that amazing in Summer League. He wasn't Cunningham. lighting the world on fire. Cunningham and Ivy? Is that what we think it is right now? Better than Charlotte. And that's it? Yeah, I think right so. Now? Or do we want to do Bogdanovich? It's probably Ivy, just Ivy. for the sake of everything. Yeah, they can be 14th. All right, so in the East, we do have the Celtics at one. Call us biased. That's fine. Look at the title. Celtics, Bucks, Heat, Sixers, Cavs, Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, Pacers, Raptors, Magic, Wizards, Nets, Pistons, Hornets. <clears throat> fine. And now we move to the West with Jokic and Murray. They've got to be one. They're one. They, they have the title. to be one. <clears throat> they have to be one. They're yep. going to go immediately to the top, uh, and you won't hear any questioning from us. Uh, Memphis, Ja and Jaron, they're probably. High on this list. Ooh, this are they cool. above? Are they above? You're on the sheet, so you can see the list. They right? might be As between you... Philly and Cleveland. You think Philly's better? Yeah. Okay. I think they've yeah, proven I'll, I'll more back it for now. despite. But it's tough because Memphis really hasn't had the chance to have a really healthy playoff mm -hmm. run. They're super young too. I'm I'm fine with it there. I don't think you can put them above the heat of the. Like even when they yet. lost the Warriors, Ja had the knee thing happen where they said broke the code, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Who, what was the code again? I forget. It was what like was I think Jordan Poole grabbed his knee or something in a very non malicious way, and then they all started mm. crying. Oh yes, yeah, but like Embiid has the MVP, and the Heat have finals appearances. Like you just can't put the Grizzlies. Yes, in the not yet. Um, Fox and Sabonis. 
I'd say above Trey and DeJounte, but below Mitchell and Garland. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that. I can see you know that. I think that's a fair spot for them. And you can even argue Trey and DeJounte above, but I think the Kings had a better past season and the Hawks they were more impressive. Better... <clears throat> yeah, they look better this past year. Uh, Phoenix, Durant and Booker. They are maybe above Milwaukee. I'd say they're four. I'd put them below Milwaukee. That's just because the title. Just because the title. I just think the title is there. In that case, and like the reason the Celtics are above them is because they played them well individually, and they have the age. And like the Suns don't really have the age, so I'd probably put them below. And again, there's definitely some bias here. Like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's just how it is. But I, I'd put Them's them the four. Them's the rules. You got to follow them. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George. Oh, this is a good one. It's because the injuries, man. Yeah, you don't even know. Like, I, I want to put them above Memphis. Half want to put them above Philly, but I'm stuck at the same between... time, it's tough to give them any credit because as a duo, they haven't done a whole lot. I'm stuck between above Memphis and below Cleveland. I think they are either... I don't think they're better than Philly. I, I Philly has the MVP and the Clippers can't seven. But between Memphis and, and Cleveland? Okay. Okay, fine with okay. that. Uh, oh, oh, you meant above. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. I can back that. I'll put them above those two. But, like, they are very close to being below Memphis and Cleveland. I think that's a tier. I think that they, right they have a big there. window. They have a big range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agree. Excuse me. I agree. Uh, Golden State. Is this Stephen who? Stephen Clay. Okay. Sure. Or you don't want to say Dre? I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, I they're kind of together. Clay. Okay. Stephen Clay. That's fine. You're, you might think it's outrageous, uh, but they're probably better than Miami. Really? I, Steph carries. Steph, Steph is just nasty. Steph's a top tier uh, player. And I mean, take your pick. They've won four titles together. Yeah. You know, I, I can see and it below look, Phoenix. They're not in their prime, especially the second guy, whoever it is, Clay Draymond. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They they just have a chemistry about them. Like mm-hmm. those are their guys and they're continuing to be su- successful. Okay. I'll back Out it. I'll back it. Yeah. Five is fine. Five is fine. AD and LeBron. They're probably pretty high on this list. They're probably above Philly. Are they six? Yeah, I'd probably mm, I'd probably put them above the Heat. Yeah. Do okay. Put them above Stephen Clay as a duo. As a duo, not a team. Uh, yeah, because they just beat them. Have yeah. to be fair. Have to be fair. Above Durant and Booker as a duo. Nah, they can't be no. above them as a duo. <laughs> you know what this has me thinking about? We're doing this as a duo. Did we put Giannis and Drew too high? Because this is purely as a duo. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Like, because we like that was the first one we did. Like, should they be below LeBron and AD and Durant and Booker? What's the timestamp on this? We've been doing this for 15 minutes. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> no revisions. <laughs> Fine. We leave them. We leave them. Uh, Ant and Cat as a duo. They clearly. are probably better than Chicago. Really? You think they're worse Maybe. than Trey and DeJounte? I might put them above Trey and DeJounte. Okay. Put them above. They're not that impressive, though. I, I'm just in on Edwards. I understand it. I get it. I eh. no, you're right. Trey's made the conference finals. You're right. You're right. Let's 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 give Trey his respect. Ant and cat. All right. 
And stop complaining about time. It's August. Come on. We, we got content here. At least we got something. We found something. Uh, Thunder. Shay and Giddy. Is Giddy too or is Chet too? This we, is, uh, let's say. It's, it's probably Giddy. Worse than the Pacers, better than the Raptors situation. Worse than the Pacers. I don't know. Maybe, Shea can't. Maybe below Minnesota. It's it's a tight race. It's tough. It's because Shea. Th- this is like uh, Steph because Shea is just like far and away the best player in the team. I mean, I guess, I probably, but they still don't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can put them. I'd probably put them above the Knicks. Shea's better than Brunson, and I know Randall's better than Giddy, but Randall is the anchor as we're talking about. That's I'd probably true. put him above New York. Okay. Is fine. that crazy? Yeah. Fine with that. We'll disrespect some things around here. We'll get some people angry. I'll put him above that. Especially when you consider the age and the future. Uh Zion and Ingram. Including Zion. It's a tough one. It's like the Clippers situation here. Uh, I think you put this this group over over the Wolves. Yeah, that's what the range I was looking at. But below I, the Hawks. I just think if Zion's actually playing, Ingram's been an all-star in the past, and Zion was a when, when everyone was healthy for the Pelicans, they were first in the West this year, in like December. Yeah, yeah they were they good. were a good team. So I think this is a fair ranking for them. I agree. All right, Luca and Kyrie, they're pretty high. Luca yeah. and Kyrie are better than probably. Are they above the Sixers? I would say yes, but below the Heat. Okay. That's fair. All right, we'll put them there. Um, the Jazz, Laurie and Kessler, I guess it is at this point. Put them below oh. the Magic. We're looking below, below the, the Wizards. Wizards. Yeah. Below the Wizards. I agree. I agree. Better than the Nets. Better than the Nets. All right, Jazz, Mark, and then Kessler. All right, next up we have, are we including Dame for the Blazers or are we cutting him? I say we cut him. He's, well, he's you didn't put he's, him on any other team, so. If okay, so if it's just leave him off, just for the sake of this, yeah, put him yeah. last. Put the Blazers last. Dame's on an NBA contract right now. He's not on a, a team contract, anyways. Um, yeah. what is it? Scoot and Simons. Scoot and the boys. Hear me out. Is Scoot and Simons better than Lamelo and whatever he's got? Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's better than Cunningham and Ivy. Not yet. But I think it's better than the Hornets. Hornets are down horrendous. Correct. Hornets are bad. Uh, Houston, Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, or Shangun, Jabari Smith. They're probably G- below Detroit. Green, Shangun, I'd say. For now. Jabari Smith, sleeper. He had a great summer. He, he he'll be, be great. On the very up and up. He'll be great, but he's not. They're, they're not there yet. And then the last yet. one, Wemby and we'll go Devin Vassell, I'd say, is their second best player. Low key, <laughs> above Houston. I think they might be above Brooklyn. <laughs> Wemby's nasty. Wemby's real good. Devin Vassell's better than Walker Kessler. Devin Vassell's Wemby up there with Kuzma. I'd put them above Utah. Even I think I think right, Wemby wants the league. Thank this you. Let me. Matter. This can be my thing. All right. Wemby and Vassell. Let's read out the best duos here. Number one, Nuggets. Jokic Murray. Number two. We'll go to the list quick. Nuggets, Jokic, Murray, Celtics, Tatum, Brown. Three, Bucks, Giannis, Strew. Four is the Suns with Durant and Booker. Five is the Lakers, LeBron and AD. Six is the Warriors, Stephen Clay. Seven is the Heat, uh, Jimmy and Bam. Uh, actually, let me do this quick. This will make it easier for the watchers anyways. Um, yeah, six, pull it up. Yeah, yeah. Six is the Warriors, Stephen Clay. 
Uh, seven is the Heat, Jimmy Bam. Eight is the Mavs, Luca, Kyrie. Sixers, Embiid and Harden at nine. Ten is Clippers, Kawhi, PG. Eleven is Grizzlies, Morant and Triple J. Uh, Twelve is the Cavs, Mitchell Garland. Thirteen is the Kings, Fox Sabonis. Fourteen is the Hawks, Trey Dejounte. Fifteen is the Pelicans, Zion Ingram. Sixteen T Wolves, Anton Cat. Seventeen Bulls, Levine and DeRozan. Eighteen Thunder, SGA and Giddy. Nineteen Knicks, Brunson, Randall. Twenty Pacers, Halliburton, Turner. Uh, Twenty-one is the Raptors, Siakman Barnes. Twenty-two is the Magic, Bancaro and Wagner. Wagner. <clears throat> Twenty-three is the Wizards, Poole and Kuzma. Twenty-four is the Jazz, Markinen and Kessler. Twenty-five is the Spurs, Wemby and Vassell. Twenty-six is the Nets, Bridges and Johnson. Twenty-seven is the Pistons, Cunningham and Ivy. Twenty-eight is the Rockets, Green and Shangoon. Twenty-nine is the Blazers, Scoot and Simons. And thirty is the Hornets with Lamelo and question mark because i don't really know who it is and sam's uh laughter is at me reading those just no. to let you know that it, no something else no, it's not. okay i thought uh, you were well, laughing i'm gonna at me save i'm gonna save this for the nba section when we get all right there. i thought sam was laughing at me reading the list and i, was gonna I say, just yeah, stumbled sam, onto sam something just... <laughs> that may be the funniest story i've seen all right perfect 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 but uh yeah let us know what you think of let's the run list. through Please the celtics news comment. and then we can move yeah. on yes yes all right first O'Shea percent his knee has perished he will not play for Canada in the World Cup. He is r- missing the games to rehab his knee. Mm-hmm. He has had an injury of knee issues. He missed the last World Cup with a knee problem, had a procedure after the bubble, but he's been void of those problems for three years. Yep. And Porzingis is now the only Celtic playing in FIBA as Al Horford has withdrawn from the Dominican Republic team which is good, mm-hmm. does not need to play extra games. And Porzingis um, isn't playing in the exhibition games. He's just playing in the Correct. In the He's playing games, in the least possible games. Which is good, yes. Go All ahead. Right. You, we can trade off on these. This will be a Celtics news dump. Yep. Uh, Joe Vardon of The Athletic uh, said that Pritchard was good. He's been good. Uh, talking about Team USA Select Team said, Cade Cunningham drew rave reviews, especially after Friday's scrimmage. And the Celtics, Peyton Pritchard, also had a solid two days of scrimmages. The national team will script plays and go through a shooting workout on Sunday, the last day of training camp, before exhibition play begins. So Pritchard has been playing Does well. Does this mean that Team USA Select the guys team. on Team USA are like fist bumping Pritchard and being like respect? <laughs> Possibly. He's getting yeah. some respect out there, which is good. <laughs> good, good. Uh, right, Joe Mazzula pays a visit to Patriots training camp today. Spoke with Bill Belichick, I guess. Belichick, historically a big fan of the Celtics. Seems yes. to always be somewhat involved. He has called he called Brad Stevens back in the day. I think we saw footage of that. Yeah. I don't remember. Good. But he watched training camp drills. And uh, I do indeed hate football. But it is I obvious. wrote in the show sheet. I, I was ready for me to go through the Joe Mazzula thing and Sam say, don't care. And so I preemptively wrote, Sam hates football. Deal with it, buddy. It's August. We got news. But sure. We, we actually didn't need to include that. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. No. But uh, we didn't. How were you going to know? Uh, last Celtics news something. Two former Celtics have signed new contracts. Jabari Parker joined FC Barcelona, I believe it was. Uh, Sam says one of his personal favorite random Celtics. Is this yep. I enjoyed. Group? I thought Jabari Parker did his best. When he was on he was the Celtics, okay. he was solid. He had 13 points in a playoff game against Brooklyn. He had 22 appearances for the Celtics in the regular season, 5.3 points per game. Solid. Yeah. And then uh, RJ Hunter. Play D. RJ Hunter signed with the uh, Hornets, which is just perhaps the most random signing. We name dropped summer. him in the rat list when I was talking I about the kid with the scooter. What are the odds? What are the odds that RJ Hunter gets picked up after we talk about his dad? Uh, very weird, but all right, we can move on to the NBA stuff. We we spent plenty of time on the ranking. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown among those guys probably should have included that in the NBA section realistically, but it is what it is. Let's turn it blue 
and uh, let's kick it off. We have a little bit of news today, then we can get breaking right. news. Too much stuff. Hold on. All right, Sam wants to lead it off here. Hit me. This is uh, from Scoop B. Oh, God. Mark Jackson has been offered $1 million by an adult site to provide play by play analysis. I saw this a little while ago. And the best part of this post is the photograph they use of Mark Jackson, (laughs) where he just looks very upset. Mm -hmm. I, a part of me doesn't want to believe this because it just seems ridiculous. It just seems like something Scoopy. Scoop's not making it up. I know, but it feels like something that that... the most traditionally accurate report. Mm -mm. Make no mistake. This but feels like I something. am not doubting that he had a conversation with Mark Jackson. No, and no, no. Made this up. This is what I believe happened. I believe the adult site reached out to Scoop B and said, "Hey, we asked Mark Jackson to do this," and Mark Jackson probably just didn't answer, and he's like, "No, I don't want to do that." But they said, "Hey, just leak it that we offered Mark Jackson, please, Scoop," uh, which would be hilarious. I wonder <laughs> who is tr- like, okay, if they leak that. You have to imagine there are some NBA personalities that may have seen this. You know who's the one that comes to mind? Because I think he was offered something similar. Big Baby? That's, Paul Pierce. That's Paul Pierce, yes. Think about the videos that went viral, Sam. The 2008 Celtics are down bad. By yeah. the way, you need to get, stop giving Paul Pierce a microphone. <laughs> Not a fan? Paul Pierce's like, post-NBA life should be being a Celtics super fan. That's what it I think be. I saw... Speaking of the 2008 Celtics, I think I, this might have been Adam Taylor, friend of the show, who who said this on his, his podcast. I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but I think it was him. He said the Celtics should have one former Celtic do every game with Mike Gorman this season. That'd be kind of fire. Every home game. Just bring a new former Celtics. I know Scow, but like bring Pierce in for one. Bring Garnett in for one. Bring Ray Allen in for one. Bring, or whoever you want. Rondo. Whoever. You know what I'm saying? Bring former Celtics that he's called the game for and have him do a game. I think it'd be cool. Oh, it's like a farewell? Uh, yeah, yeah. Farewell tour. Okay, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. I was like, I don't, I don't know why. You forgot, you forgot that Gorman was retiring. So that I forgot that I just didn't like make the connection of like why that would be special for him. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I got you. Um, the next piece of NBA news we have is I have to scroll down all the way down the sheet. Sorry, uh, TNT uh, simulcasting games on HBO Max next year. This is something you put in the sheet, so I'll let you explain. Yes, it. saw it on Reddit today via CNBC. Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns a bunch of things, including HBO and Bleacher Report and also TNT, I would imagine. Yeah. They have just dis- they have started to target the beginning of the NBA NBA MLB playoffs to debut a sports tier for its max streaming service, according to people familiar with the matter. The company plans to charge users more if they want to watch sports on Max. The new streaming tier will be branded under the Bleacher Report name and will hmm. include highlights. And interviews in addition to games. The NBA, which begins its regular season October 24th, couldn't come any sooner, has discussed a similar arrangement with Warner Brothers where only games that air on TNT would be simulcast on Max. Any exclusive Max games would begin the next year at the very earliest and would likely be part of the NBA's rights renewal agreement with Warner Brothers. Is this going to start to screw people down the road? Maybe where, where you have to assemble the infinity gauntlet of all the stones to That's, watch games and streaming services. It's like Nessed. It's like Red Sox. You Correct. Can, it's impossible to watch the Red Sox. No. It's impossible. I have YouTube TV, and my dad has to have a VPN on his computer because he has the MLB yeah. TV package from I think, T-Mobile. But they don't let you watch the local games 
Mm-hmm. So he has to set it as if he's in like DC or something, so we can watch home game, or the Red Sox. It's very annoying. I have Hulu and live TV, and I have to like I have to buy a specific Nesson package because Hulu doesn't carry Nesson. So Wait, it's like it's a, the Nesson Plus. Yeah, I do just to watch Red Sox games, or I did. I fucking don't. I don't watch Red Sox. Oh, I was like, games. I was like, you pay for that? No, I don't anymore. Like, you're not watching these. Or actually, I think it might be one of those subscriptions that I forget about, but I need to cancel it. So this is my reminder to cancel it. But you sign up for Nesson yeah. Plus, they give you Red Sox tickets. They said, please, please pay thirty dollars a month for our streams. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's funny though. But uh, yeah, Ratless the NBA for or whoever for making it harder to watch games it's already hard enough. well the nfl does this they have uh thursday night on amazon the mlb does it they have apple tv they have some games on thursday night on amazon is fine though thing ever thursday night on amazon is fine because it's free just watch it on twitch like you you don't have to pay is it free it's on twitch amazon you have have prime no twitch prime is not like something you get a twitch prime sub maybe you do have to have prime but i i who doesn't, sure you have have prime. Like who it's doesn't prime have video. amazon prime name one human on earth who doesn't have amazon prime do you have amazon prime i do have it exactly tell, tell me somebody that doesn't have a connection to his amazon prime account on the planet any any human i could name United people States. i'm not going to okay fine you know what i'm saying though it's like it's five dollars a month it's one of those things everyone has anyways at least everyone that i know uh which is maybe just my own little bubble but uh next thing we have trey young wanted to play for Team USA. We'll roll through the last piece uh, of, last pieces, I should say, of NBA News. Um, apparently, this, I think this is from the Joe Vardon article. The Team USA was targeting like guards with size and like strength. You see Brunson out there. He's a bigger guard, even though he's shorter. Um, Cade Cunningham was somebody they wanted to target, but they wasn't sure if he would do it because he was injured this past season. Obviously, Halliburton's a little taller, but skinnier frame. Josh Hart's a wing, but he plays the guard. He's a little bit bigger. Anthony Edwards, bigger frame. Trey Young was left off of it. Gilbert Arenas said that uh, it was because of the Nike thing and Trey Young signed with Adidas, which is just like very weird speculation that I don't think it had anything to do with it. Well, but um, Trey Young said, I don't think he's that like out of line to say that, though. That wouldn't Maybe. shock me. I don't There's know. politics that goes into this. I mean, really, like how much better or worse is Trey Young than either of the two guards that's on the team? Like, it's pretty much a just take your pick. Doesn't play right? defense, though. There's no defense though. He does. He's a negative on defense. I mean, he, he's what six three, six one. I don't know how tall Trey Young is. I don't I mean, know either, but I I could see how he much, wouldn't do well. He's not giving up a whole lot of size to Jalen Brunson. Is my point. No, but I could see why he wouldn't do as well on the international stage than Brunson because Brunson is stronger. I mean, I guess. <clears throat> It, it, it doesn't matter. The point is, he said, I definitely want to play. It's up to them if they want me to. I believe I should be on the team. I would love to play with guys and show off my passing more and not to have to go out there and score a lot and just be there if they need me to. Is that a shot? And maybe that's hat tip to Mark Stein. I, I think it's just funny that like this is the modern day Isaiah Thomas being left off the dream team. <laughs> Straight on getting left off the FIBA team. <laughs> yeah. The, the just, world eating FIBA team. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. Uh, speaking of the FIBA team. Uh, best player so far, according to people there, Jaron Jackson Jr., the best player at FIBA so far, according to multiple players there. This is, again, from the Joe Varden, Joe Varden article from The Athletic. Uh, by a vote of his peers, Jaron Jackson was selected the best or most impressive or standout player of the not-completed FIBA training camp. Uh, Jaron, particularly, his energy and the way he went to the glass and went to the foul line every other possession, said Jalen Brunson. He was just really a force uh, in the scrimmages they had. So that's good to see. I, I think, I mean, we ranked him in, well, he was like top 10 duos we had with him and John Morant. Jaron Jackson doesn't get a lot of the credit that he deserves. Like he is probably the best defender in the NBA. He just won the deep boys. So he's got to be up there. 
Yep. He's ridiculously athletic. He can shoot threes. Like if you're looking for a player in the NBA and you could look at and say like they do everything like he literally does everything. He's like the prototypical elevated all-star version of a three and D player. Like he's just everything you'd want on a, from a player. Yeah, it'll be interesting so. to see if in the FIBA games that they play more of a traditional basketball style where it's like post-ups and yeah. more action than just layups and threes. And if that's the case, then you could really see some cool stuff from Jaron Jackson where he can work out of the low post, do some super cool hook shots or whatever he decides mm-hmm. he wants to do. Um, Him bringing energy doesn't surprise me. Anybody that's good on the defensive end is going to be doing that for you. I really cannot wait to root against Team USA just because nobody on the team excites me. I don't really care about these things. (laughs) And I don't know. Team USA is always supposed to be the best team. We talked about this before the show where you were like, I think they have the best roster. And it's true. Like they have all these NBA guys. They have all-star guys on their team. And no other country really has like more than one or two. But like to me, it's just like whatever. Like this isn't fun for me. They have the best roster, but I would argue they don't have either of the top, any of the top, maybe even three players in the tournament. No, that's true. Luca's playing. Giannis, uh, and then Shea, Shea, and Giannis. Right? Those are probably the top is three. Giannis in the playing. Tournament. He is. Yeah, he's just not okay. playing exhibition. I believe right. he's on the roster at least. So, <clears throat> so there's that. And I mean, Cats hmm, out there too. I mean, Cats another guy you can throw in the mix. Like I'm not saying the Dominican Republic team, but like in terms of its talent, All Star. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. Next NBA thing we have is Thompson uh, talking about Jordan Poole, uh, basically saying he's going to go down in Warriors lore, which is just a funny way to phrase it. He said it hurts to see Jordan go. He said this on the podcast P with Paul George. Uh, that's the nature of the beast. And we wouldn't want to have won a championship without him. He was so important to us when Steph went down. Jordan is forever going to be cherished in the Warriors lore just for what he did in helping us, uh, helping bring us back to where we needed to go. It was weird to see him in some Wizards gear, but it, you know, that's like Steph's and I's younger brother. Um, and as much as we clown on Jordan Poole, like they probably wouldn't have won the title without him that year. <laughs> I can't so. believe the Celtics let that guy get a ring. I know. <laughs> I knew that's what you're going to say. I think like Clay, like kind of hated Poole, though. It oh, came out after the trade that like they had some kind of issues. Draymond clearly hated him. Well, yeah, we knew that. That That, that is a no brainer. That's a given. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um. The only one I really don't know if had an issue with him was Steph, but even then, like all those guys showed signs of just being sick of him. I just don't think they like the younger guys. I, I think they were like maybe they much... maybe they were sick of the strain of the incident being put on the team, like the all the fallout from the punch, yeah. and they were there, so they probably like attribute some of it to pull, like mouthing some... off whatever he did to earn the the shot to the face. Some betting site should list lines of who Draymond punches this summer. Chris Paul, Jonathan Kuminga, like who gets it this year? <laughs> who does Draymond punch and I don't think that year? Chris Paul thing's gonna work. <laughs> I don't either. That's why I put him on the list. <laughs> uh, I but the what last team th- would trade for Chris Paul? Mm. Anybody? Minnesota. I feel like Chris Paul might get traded. That's a good one. <laughs> I think Minnesota is up there. Clippers. I think the Clippers would. I don't know. It's weird. We'll have to see. Uh, but the last NBA thing we do have today is Bam out of bio. Uh, talking Dame, talking about a Dame trade. He was at an event for his foundation, the Bam Books and Brotherhood Foundation. Um, I think the teams that have ended up in the most positive situations post-trade have been the ones that have really have been really diligent in taking their time and not been impulsive, or the teams that really kept their urgency under control. So I think that's how my approach has been with this and will be with this. We're going to be patient. We're going to do what's best for our ter- team. Excuse me. We're going to see how this lands. And if it takes months, it takes months. 
that's probably the best response Bam could have given. It is the best this. response, but the thing is, he's not talking about the Heat. He's talking about the Blazers in this situation because Miami, what are they taking their time with? They made an offer. Mm-hmm. I guess like they're taking their time on throwing any more in. Yeah, the offer. They're not but giving. At the up same time, the Blazers are in no rush to accept it. Of course, seems like course. we're very much at a stalemate. And if anything, Miami is going to have to budge if they want to land Dane. Maybe. Possible. If you're Miami, you know. want him ASAP. You don't want to add him in the middle of the season. You want to get him in before mm-hmm. training camp, get everything situated, get him fit with the team and comfortable. That way you don't have any kind of growing pains within the season. Or if you do, they're at the early part. Portland has no reason to rush this. But they care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was a good response from Bam, though. It's probably exactly what you wanted them to say. So True. Good for Bam. All right. Ratless time. Then we can wrap it up. We've given you guys a lot for August. Uh, <laughs> Sam, you want to kick us off with the Ratless? Hit me. What you got? Today? Yeah, Ratless. August. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> I'm so sick of doing shows and having nothing to talk about. It took Jack and I a very long time to put the show sheet together. And it is exhausting. Especially the two of us have been working and like looking for angles to write about the Celtics with. And we still took a long time to find like substantial content we did. to write about and talk about today. <laughs> So did. please, something happened. So we have something to talk about. Agree. Agree. Uh, I had a really good ratless and I can't remember. So I'm going to fill the void with a different ratless while I uh, remember the other one. I'm going to ratless my dog. Mm. Comment on the rat list. You can't walk around with socks in my house. You will just step and drool. And so I go to the bathroom. Socks are wet. You can't. And, and you say like, oh, you'll step in that. It's easier to wipe off my foot than like I just damp socks. It's just ratless in general. It's just annoying. Like I just I, I'm stepping in puddles around my house all the time, which is not fun. And it's especially bad in the bathroom. I say that because they drink out of the toilet. And so they, they just exit the room and there's a trail of water everywhere, which is uh, terrible. Not a fan. So ratless, my dogs for being annoying <laughs> with that. What you uh, rat list airport traffic. So my girlfriend mm. came back from her trip home this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to Logan to pick her up and tell you what, it's not easy to get around Logan driving. No. And also no. in the short term lot, you have to stay next to your car. Like mm. I had to go pee and I had to wait for her to come out of customs and everything. Yeah. That was a long wait. Why didn't Very you just go wait. to the terminal? Why'd you go to a parking lot? You just parked up in the terminal. Cause I was there for like an hour. <laughs> Why were you there for an hour? Because <laughs> her flight was delayed. Oh, yeah, that's tough. See, I just wait in the line regardless. I've been there for an hour before. I just wait in the line. I, oh, I don't want to wait in the line. <clears throat> Why? Because I'm in people's way. There are other people that could be using the spot better than no, me. No, but you just keep moving up. You keep moving up. And by the time you're in the front, you're not in anybody's way. You're just the front. Yeah, then you're taking up the front. F- fuck you guys. It's my spot. I don't care. Fuck them. <laughs> I like the short term lot better. I just Especially don't like that. There. It wasn't far away. Like, well, it's just easier to get in and out if you just wait in the line. I think at least that's what I've always done. Although I will, I will posthumously. What is the word? Like this was a while ago, but I'll put it on the rattles anyways. Yeah. Yeah. After death. Now uh, I'll rattle my sister, but this is a while ago. I just thought of it. Cause we were talking about flights. My sister was getting in on a flight again. This was like months ago. And I don't think I ever talked about it here. Uh, I text her before the flight. I'm like, okay, what time do you come in? She's like, was this? And I'm like, okay, cool. We're coming for this. She never told me what airline she was flying in on. So I just had to like guess where she would be coming in. So like I looked at the flight. She was coming in from where is she? She's in Florida or something. Right. And so I looked at uh, the Logan website and I was like, oh, flight's coming in from Florida. It must be JetBlue because I only see one at this time. And she calls me. She's like, oh no, it was this one. So I had to like go to a different terminal. Oh, that was my, that there. was my fear. 
Because I didn't know what brutal. terminal she was supposed to land in. It said yes, terminal that's what e I, on my phone, but I wasn't yep, positive. Yep, 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 that was the issue. So I had to change. So Ratless, my sister, a long time ago. Not recently, but yeah. I'll go on there. <laughs> you got anything else? I can I can go again if you want. Go again. I'm trying to figure uh, out a way to word this. I am going to... I don't know if it's a ratless or anti-ratless. My mom, it's just a story about the ratless, so it can go on here. <clears throat> my mom burst in my room the other day. She not I texted Sam this. She I, she knocks on my door and she has like a really angry face, right? And so I like gen, like to the point where I thought something was wrong, <clears throat> right? And so I'm like, what, what's wrong? She goes, stop ratlisting me. <laughs> and she just like dead because <laughs> I put on the ratless for mini golf, and she was like, I am allowed to take my turn and don't let Sam mock us for wanting to play golf. And she was just like really mad that I put her on the ratless. <laughs> so I'll, I'll thank you. Cause she'll probably listen to this. Thanks mom for watching the ratless. I think she just skips to the ratless though. Cause she, she's like, she likes basketball. Cause I like it. And I, it's my job, but right. she doesn't care enough to listen to the whole thing. So she'll probably just skip to the ratless. So mom, you're it's not technically on the ratless this time, but I'm not going to stop if you do ratless stuff. So just like when you don't use your blinkers, it's ratless. Right? Like you're going to keep being on the ratless. Um, yeah. All right. You, you got it. What you got? I think I'm out of stuff. I had something. And I lost it. Oh no. Disaster. Oh, I had a good one. I had a good one. I had a good one. Ratless Dunkin Donuts. Mm. So I went to get my breakfast or whatever. It was like 1130. I got bacon, egg and cheese. I got my drink. And we've put Duncan on the Ratless in the past because their medium straws are terrible, right? They just yes. I got two large drinks and a medium drink, one for me, one for my brother, one for my mom. They gave me three medium straws. Wow! As in for two Wouldn't large you just drinks, grab and a large drink? straw if you're working there. Like that's the easiest thing. It's a crowd pleaser. You'd think so. <laughs> excuse me luckily i had um we've been to dunkin so many times we've gotten like extra straws, so we have some in the drawer so i grabbed the large straw it was fine but ratless for giving us three mediums like i can understand it like i'd rather have large straws for medium drinks too and they they have given me large straws in the past which has been good but just just terrible also ratless the rain the rain sucks it's just it's just a mood dampener like i'll think like the rain actually why for what i like it i like to run in the rain when i go running and you run in the rain it rolls it's like well you it's like to run dramatic. so that you could have stopped there that's a rattles in itself running is terrible <laughs> rattles running running's fire if you get used no. to it there are times when running is terrible though make no mistake it's not always the best but when you finish it's the best let's go you're like wow i'm not doing this anymore and i'm done for the day that are we gonna awesome. golf this summer we need to golf no. this summer yes that's Why? a waste of the day no golf with me we're gonna golf we'll golf with do frank i and would Joe rather golf. sit home and play xbox no no, come on. Get out of here. Go well, we're going golfing at some point. We're going to have fun. It'll be a good time. Golf you time. Why? Yes, you do. Find a day. Figure it out. We'll have golf time. Come on. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's all I have for the routes. Do you have any other routes today? Planet Fitness. Planet Fitness hmm. was the one I was thinking of earlier. For whatever reason, yeah. at my Planet Fitness, they have started to move the benches for the free weights, and there's like less and less of them. Hmm. Like some days, there's only like four. And they just have massive amounts of space between them. Bring in the benches. They're all scattered around the gym. Like, why are people moving them? There are times yeah. where it's like an awkward, like, I have to wait to do whatever exercise I want to do because there's no space for it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, fair. I, I don't have that. There's far too much moving of, of the equipment. Like, there's these benches that, like, they're not flat. They go down, right? So if you want to do, like, sit-ups or whatever, sure. you can do it on there. Sure. There's sometimes one in the front of the gym, one in the way back. There's like two different mm -hmm. areas with weights. 
Sometimes they're just both in the back. Who is picking this? Yeah. Doesn't have wheels. Who is picking this up and bringing it all the way to the back? That's, That's what I want to know. Is it? Do you think it's the employees, or do you think it's just people? Moving yeah, shit but I don't know why. That is odd. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely odd. I don't know. Very weird. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anywhere else today. We we can call it there. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you very very much. Um, make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Join. What do we got right now? What's the channel at, Sam? One thousand one hundred forty. I think we're at. Join one thousand one hundred forty-seven others. How about okay. that for you? Look at us go. We're almost at 1.15. Uh, what's our goal for that uh, regular season? What do we want to be at by the end of the offseason? Because it was 1,000, Sam. We, we wanted to get to 1,000 before the end of the uh, offseason. Let's just say uh, 1,300. Okay. Who knows how great this the... next month is going to be with content. Agree. So let's, let's not sell ourselves uh, Agree. You know, too high. We'll get us to 1,300. 1,500 would be a cool round number, but 1,300 I think is a good goal for the beginning of the regular season. And then by the end of next season, with the amount of love you guys have been showing, I'm not sure what the goal tell is. Tell your friends. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> Please do tell your friends. Leave us a comment. We have a lot of nice comments lately. Leave us your rat list in the comment. Can we start that? Can you guys start telling us your rat list in the comments? I think that'd yeah. be fun. Maybe we'll read them. I'd love to read your rat when we list. Have, yeah, when yeah. we have nothing, we'll read them. Yes, mm -hmm. I like that yes actually that's a great idea yeah leave your rat list in the comments of this video and we're recording again what we'll record again wednesday. wednesday we'll record again wednesday and we'll look at your rat lists in the comments and we'll read your guys's rat list and maybe we'll agree with them and for when we forget about what our rat lists are we'll have yours so leave us your rat list i know landon will be there i know joey spatula probably will be there and if you're a listener who isn't a regular commenter leave your rat list and we'll, we'll say what's up but we appreciate you guys leave a rat list in the comments leave us any comments leave us five stars on apple and spotify and subscribe to how about them celtics and those are all my plugs and i'll let sam take over yeah like jack said subscribe to the youtube channel especially if you're watching Shorts are Join back. 1,147 others. Yes. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss any daily uploads. We are still hammering those out. You yes, can sir. hit the like button for us too and leave a comment. Like Jack said, tell us the rat list. Notifications you can on. Find us. We don't say that a lot. Put, put them on. I say it every right? show. Do you? Oh, I tune yes. out. <laughs> I just, I sit here, I sit back and I go like this. <laughs> yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah. So sit back. <laughs> if you're listening, you're on Spotify or Apple, you can hit the follow button. Leave a nice five-star review there. Say some nice things about us. You can follow us on socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. We're uploading shorts again. The one on YouTube did very well today. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's Money NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go.